Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour adventure show, followed by a 30-minute variety program. So, just sit back and relax. As we revisit the truly golden age of radio. Dangerously Yours, starring Victor Jory in The Shadow of the Raven. And now, Dangerously Yours. I am adventure. In my name, men have traversed the highways, the byways, the skyways of the world. I am the fire that burns in the heart of youth, that makes men dream and dare and conquer. I am dangerously yours. Danger is an elusive term. Daniel Mellon in the lion's den. Sir Francis Drake on the seven seas. Edgar Allan Poe Mellon in the dark, wandering recesses of his mind. Come with me to the brooding adventure that was the life of Edgar Allan Poe in the story called The Shadow of the Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a curious volume of an old forgotten lore, while I pondered, while I pondered, no, no, that's not it. Edgar, it's almost midnight. You must get some rest. Mother and I like to see our boarders healthy. Hello, Virginia. It's long past time for little girls to be in bed. I heard you singing one of Grieg's songs that has always been a favorite of mine. Yes, it's one of my favorites, too. Do you know the words? Oh, love of mine to all eternity. Yes, I know the words very well. What are you writing? Nothing, just an idea. But it isn't working out. I've been wanting to do a piece for a long time about a raven. Oh, heavens, what are you two doing up? Now go on to bed, Virginia. <laughs> yes, Mother. Good night. Mrs. Clem, there's, there's something I must tell you. I, I didn't sell my story today, and I don't have any money to pay my board. Never mind, Edgar. Your stories will be recognized someday, and don't worry about the rent. There's something else I... I want to tell you. Yes, I know. You've fallen in love with my daughter, haven't you, Edgar? You're a very wise woman. Uh, mothers have an instinct about such matters. And you see, I know so well how she feels. I want so much to marry her, and yet I'm afraid to marry her. Mrs. Clem, have I any right to her? My life is such a confused, unhappy thing. Have I any right to marry someone so sweet, so young, so holy? I think I haven't. If I'm honest, I must say... All I can offer her is a nightmare. No, Edgar, no. You mustn't say that. Virginia, you were listening. Yes, Mother, I was listening, and I'm glad. Would you let me speak to Edgar alone for a moment, please? Of course. Good night, Edgar. Now, don't sit up too late. Oh, Edgar, I love you so much. Virginia, listen to me. The best I can offer you isn't big enough or good enough or pure enough. The best I can offer you is my love and my devotion. That's the whole world. And if you accept my love and devotion, you accept also hours darker than any you've ever experienced. The hours of my despair and torment. The hours was when demons descend on me and take hold of me and I want to die. Or get drunk. Doesn't that frighten you? Doesn't that make you pause, Virginia? Do you love me, Edgar? I love you and I need you. If I'm ever to know peace. But when I want to reach out for you, something inside me says, no, 
Something says don't touch her. There's evil in your touch. What's clean and holy will shrivel and die if you attempt to possess it. Virginia, do you understand at all what I'm saying? Do you? Yes, dear. You're saying you love me. And I'm glad. I'm so very glad. Oh, run away, Virginia. I'm not strong enough to send you. Run, run, run fast until you're in the sunlight and free of me. Run, Virginia. Darling, hold me close. Hold me close, my darling. Virginia. Oh, my Virginia. Get some sleep. I can't sleep. Virginia, I cannot marry you. I just cannot marry you. There's, there's a demon in my mind, Virginia. When, when I conquer him, he writes my stories. But when he conquers me, he makes me a whining coward. And I can't bring all that into your life. My dear, if there's to be happiness for me, if there's to be light in the sunshine and happiness in the stars, I must be with you. Oh, Edgar... I'd rather have one glorious hour than a thousand empty ones. There's danger in this marriage, Virginia. I feel it. I know it. If that's true, then let there be danger. Because it will be a beautiful danger. Edgar, we must go on. We must take what comes. If we turn back, we we return to nothing. I love you very much. And I love you. And will forever. Mrs. Poe, did I ever tell you that I love you very much? Well, you haven't for a long time. A half an hour at least. <laughs> Virginia, suddenly you've made me very ambitious to write. I want to conquer the world and throw it at your feet. Ask me for something, something you've always wanted. Well, let's see. I think I'd like a house. A small house with a, with a friendly fireplace and lots of windows. I ask you for that. And I shall ask God for a long life to live in that house with you. This is a very special occasion, darling. How about a toast? Good, I'll pour the sherry. What shall we drink to? Drink to? Why, to the future. Our future. Oh, how close that thunder was. Well, let us drink our toast, Edgar. To our future. To our shining future. Discouraging writing, 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 and having nothing come of it. Getting jobs and losing them because of politics and petty jealousies. Things will be better, Edgar. But, Virginia, you look ill, I'm afraid. No, I should never have brought you to New York. But I love it here. And nothing great was ever accomplished without a struggle. Why don't you go on with your story, Edgar? It's such an exciting idea. And I love the title. The Pit and the Pendulum. The room's so dark. It's full of eyes staring at me. It's so dark, Virginia. There's nothing in the room, Edgar. You were just having a bad dream. Virginia, my darling, don't ever leave me. Promise you'll never leave me. I promise, Edgar. How can I ever keep you? 
How could I ever keep an angel? <laughs> I don't know whether you could keep an angel or not. But I'm sure no woman could ever leave you. Why, Edgar, you're the prince that every woman dreams about. If I'm a prince, it's a prince of darkness. Hmm, that may be. The dark may be your kingdom. You write about it so well. But if it is, then... Then you must learn to ride through it, unafraid. I wish I could. Dear God, I wish I could. My dear friend, I am deeply embarrassed by the necessity of having to write you this request. But I... I've been anticipating a sale of some stories that has not yet materialized. I wonder if you would be so kind as to lend me the sum of twenty dollars. Oh, it's so heartbreaking to watch him struggle so desperately for a foothold. I never quite get it. You're worrying too much about Edgar. He's coming along, dear. He did win a prize with his gold bug story. A prize isn't enough. Oh, I'm frightened for him, Mother. I'm afraid he'll break his heart. Not over stories. The only thing that will ever break his heart is losing you. Don't say that. Please don't say that, Mother. <laughs> Well, Doctor? It's hard to know what to say to you, Mrs. Poe. I, I wish you'd let me talk to your husband. Uh, how old are you, Mrs. Poe? Twenty-three. Am I very ill, Doctor? Do you want the truth, my child? Yes, I... I want the truth. Well, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. Medical science is still very limited in cases like yours. I see How long have I? I can't even ask that. I'm sorry. More sorry than I can say. I'll have my carriage take you home. Oh, no, please. Please, I can walk home. No, no, no. It's raining hard. I don't want you out on the streets in this weather. And remember, you can send a boy at any hour of the day or night if you need him. Thank you, Doctor. But I shall probably fool you, you know. I intend to... Live for a long time yet. God bless you. I hope you do. In just a moment, we'll bring you Act Two of... The Shadow of the Raven. This is the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. And now, Act Two of Dangerously Yours, starring Victor Jory in The Shadow of the Raven. Virginia! Virginia, where are you? I'm here, dear. Is anything wrong? No, except that even the next room was so far away I couldn't bear it. 
Aren't you reading very late tonight? I've, I'm not sleepy. I, I slept pretty late this morning, you know. You have a strange radiance tonight. You're almost too beautiful. What a nice compliment. Come sit beside me. Let me put my arm around you, darling. What was the matter, dear? Why did you call for me? Because I fell asleep for a moment and I needed you. You see, every time I shut my eyes lately, I feel as though I was sinking into a pit and that you are being drawn away from me somewhere out into space. But I'm not a... I know, it's only my horrible dream. I had one last night. I got up and lit the lamp and sat there watching you sleep. And then I was at peace. You seemed to me an angel, holy, pure, and remote from all earthly things. And during those hours, I was free from the thing that haunts me. And it was there I came to know exactly what it is you are to me. And what is that, Edgar? You're all the good that's in me. You're my religion and my faith and my honor. You're the light that can dispel the blackest night. You're the coolness that can heal my most burning fears. And you're the clear, logical reason for my continuing to live a life that has no beauty. But for you... Oh, Virginia, sometimes I think that if I lost you, I'd... I'd go mad. No, Edgar, no. Please, please don't say such things. I'm sorry, darling. Very sorry. Very tired. Won't you please sing for me? Oh, my dear. I don't think I can. Please, Virginia. Have a complete rest and quiet, Mr. Poe. You must be very careful not to excite her or upset her in any way. Good night. I'll stop by in the morning. Good night, Doctor. I'll show you out, Doctor. Thank you, Mrs. Good night, Doctor. Edgar, now I want you to lie down and try to get some sleep. I'll sit with Virginia for a while. I can't stay in this house. I've got to get out of this house. Do you think I can sit here while she's dying in the next room? Don't you understand that I'm dying too? Do you think I can stay here and watch the only thing in this world that I love slipping away from me? I've got to get out of here. I'll go mad if I stay here. What good do you think running away would do? 
Do you think you can drink yourself into forgetting? Yes, eventually. Edgar. Listen, she's calling you. Edgar. Oh, my. All right, darling. I'm coming. I'm sorry I frightened you. Sit down beside me. You look so tired, my darling. Lie down here and take a nap with me. We'll both feel much better in the morning. I promise you. she any better? No. The doctor just left. He says there's no change. I'm going in to sit with her for a while. Oh, let me sit with her. You're tired and ill. No. I have to count the hours now. I can't waste even one. Hello, Edgar. Yes. And in two more months, it will be spring. And then you shall go out in the sunshine, my dear. And I'll fill your arms with flowers. And you'll go strong again. Remember how we used to walk through the fields when I was a child? Hand in hand. And you would tell me stories. And in all of them, I was always the fairy tale princess waiting for my knight to come riding. Do you remember, Edgar? Yes, I remember. And when the knight came, he had your eyes and your smile. And I... I thought how wonderful it would be if such a man would fall in love with me. Oh, Virginia, I wanted to give you so much. And I've given you so little. So little? Why, you've given me 12 years of happiness. Far beyond what most people know. You've given me the days of those years. In their fullest beauty. Why, my dear, you've given me the entire world as a kingdom. You've made me very happy. It's been exciting and beautiful. Every moment of it. It's been poverty and pain and fear and death. Don't you think I know that? Oh, Virginia, my darling, you must live. You've, you've got to live. You, you promised you'd live, you know. No, Edgar. I promised I would never leave you. to advise you that my wife, Virginia, died on January 30th. Edgar, you must rest. No, 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 please. I must finish this poem. I must finish it. Very well. 
Very well. Eagerly, I wish them off. Vainly, I have sought to borrow from my books. Surcease from sorrow. Sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Nameless here. Forevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting. Still is sitting. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and his soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted. Evermore. Oh, Virginia. Virginia. Edgar. Edgar, where are you going? Edgar, come back. Doctor, we found this man unconscious over on East Lombard Street. He seems to be in a bad way. Yes, he's in a very grave condition. You did right to bring him to the hospital. Who is he? I don't know. Never saw him before. Well, let's see if he has anything that will identify him. Hmm. He has some letters in his pocket. Let's see. Hmm. They're all addressed to Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Resting any easier? No, Doctor. He's still delirious. He's been shouting and sobbing terribly. You'd better look at him right away. Virginia? Virginia? Where are you, Virginia? You said you wouldn't leave me, but it's been two years since, since you left, and I've been alone for two years. Two years of nightmares. 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 Writing. 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 <laughs> increased, and what could I do? It was a low, dull, quick sound like a sound a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. What could I do? It grew louder, louder, louder. I thought that I must scream or die. And now again, louder, 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 louder. The telltale heart. Yes, of course, the telltale heart. I was reading that last night. Stupid of me. Edgar Allan Poe. He wrote it. Virginia. Virginia. Get him away. Get him away. His eyes have all the seeming. His eyes have all the seeming of demon that is dreaming. All the seeming, seeming, seeming. Virginia. Virginia, help me. Virginia, 
Ah, Virginia. I've been so lonely. You won't be lonely again, Edgar. And there won't be any more nightmares. Give me your hand, my darling. Poor fellow. Poor fellow. Do you know that poem he was saying over and over? His eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. And my soul from out that shadow that lies streaming on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. But it did lift. Look at his face, Doctor. He looks peaceful, doesn't he? Very peaceful. Put down in your book, Edgar Allan Poe died just before dawn on Sunday... October 7th. into the world of romance and excitement. Meet with me a man who dared everything for one great moment. Until then, I am dangerously yours. Our script was written by Gene Holloway and directed by Richard Sandville. Music for the series is under the direction of Mark Warno. The part of Virginia was played by Janice Gilbert. Be sure and listen again next week, Dangerously Yours, starring Victor Jory. I'm playing with fire. I'm gonna get burned. I know it. But what can I do? I know my heart must be content to go where it is set, although I may repent when I'm through. But what can I do? I'm playing with fire. I'm gonna get burned While merry-go-rounding with you But I go for my ride With my eyes open wide I'm playing with fire I know it, but what can I do? I've heard about you, each word about you, that everyone has spoken. And from the things I hear, I should be careful, dear. They come and find me, and then remind me of all the hearts you've broken. But I'm in love with you. So what am I to do?
to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. The Andrews Sisters Show with the top few rancher of the week, Frank Sinatra, with George Gabby Hayes, Marvin Miller, Dewey Alamo Markham, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, Dick Jones and his orchestra, and starring the Andrews Sisters. <laughs> volunteered and he's coming up here today. Well, you've got to have a big, strong man to catch cattle rustlers. By the way, who's coming? Thanks, Sinatra. <laughs> I repeat, you need a big, strong man to catch cattle rustlers. Imagine thanks Sinatra volunteering for a dangerous job like this. Yes, and I'll bet he'll sure be glad to meet Laverne. She's the president of the Western Division, Swoon Chapter Number 8 of the We Die for Frankie Club. Aren't you, Laverne? <laughs> Yes. Uh, would you like to hear our club song? Listen, with all our cattle disappearing, we certainly don't want to listen to a song now. Thank you. Listen. We love Frankie on the square. Just adore his mop up hair. When he sings those lovely tones, we forget he's skin and fans. I can't understand some of those girls. 
You know, there was one silly little thing who disguised herself as a baby and laid on Frankie's doorstep with a note pinned on her that said, Please adopt me. Why, that's ridiculous. He didn't adopt her, did he? Oh, no, but I'm going to keep trying until he does. Well, since I hear about some persnickety woman coming up here to chase cattle wrestlers with me around. Hmm? You mean crooner, don't you, Gabby? Yeah. Well, don't talk that way about our guest. He comes from fine stock. Yeah. Now, he's a blue blood. If he stood sideways, he'd look like a blue blade. Now, Gabby, you shouldn't say such things. Frankie is really a man of fine physique. He's a good doctor and an all-around athlete. And besides, he looks puny. Gabby, oh. <laughs> now run down to the cook shack and see that Alamo has plenty to eat for him. Why waste food on him now? He's got a long for not eating. Remember March. Oh, I remember March. Hey, wait a minute. You mean I remember April? No, I remember March. I just paid my income tax. <laughs> Where you get them crazy IDs? Down at my courthouse. The Sunday night freezing up in fly-ride eagles. We had a blowout last night, and all them pretty gals so bothered me. What's the matter? They all want to dance with you? Mm-mm. Well, that's what bothered me. And Mr. Gabby, something else bothered me, too. What is it? A man's dice don't have to be loaded to throw 27 uh, straight licks on the dice, do they? Why, no. That's what I told the doctor when he was trying to patch me up. Well, Miss Patty wants to find out what you're going to serve our guest, Frankie Sinatra, tonight. Mm, string beans. No, no, no. Don't give him any string beans. You make Frankie self-conscious. <laughs> Ain't the main course. Being as the day gonna be Sunday, we're also having fish. Well, fish supposed to be cooked on Friday. And don't worry, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Why, you ornery pan pusher, serving us food like that? Hey, I, hey, I, hey, hey, what's going on yeah, here? You got here just in time. I was fixing to separate Alamo from the kitchen. <laughs> Love that man. <laughs> I want you two fellas to be nice and quiet because Patty's going to sing one of the biggest song gifts of the day. Aren't you, Pat? I sure is.
singing, Patty. Oh, gee, is that all you have to say, Ma? Well, no. You know, it seems like long ago, but about this time of year, you used to start getting out the roadmaps to see where you take the family for your spring and summer touring trips. Since then, the war has changed our way of living and many of our ideas. And one of them is your idea of what a car is for today. Your family car has become a vital part of the war effort, something to be used carefully and sparingly for necessary driving only. And you know, too, that there'll be no new cars until our war jobs are done. For Nash and all automobile makers are now producing 100% for war. And so you've put away the roadmaps for the duration. You're concentrating on saving gas, conserving tires, preventing wear and tear on your precious car. But like all of us, you're looking forward to the time when you can step into your dealer's showroom and see a great new automobile. And we promise you that when that day comes, you will see a greater, a finer, more advanced Nash car than you have ever seen before. I'm wild and woolly and full of fleas, and I ain't been curried below the knees. <laughs> yeah, you're pale and weak as I've ever seen. You got lots of color, but who likes green? <laughs> Watch your lip there, stranger. You happen to be talking to the sheriff of this year county. Oh, Frankie, are you really a sheriff? Your dad blam rootin' tootin' tootin' on the sheriff. I just stepped down at the county seat and had myself deputized. Mm, you look more like you've been homogenized. <laughs> Gabby, quiet down. Don't pay any attention, Frankie. He's our ranch foreman, Gabby Hayes. Hey, Frankie. Hiya, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie, you know Maxine, of course, and this is our other sister, Laverne. She's one of your most ardent fans. Say, Laverne, say something to Frankie. Tell me, are you really being cross these times? Yeah. that after you voted Frankie the best actor, the best dancer, the best comedian, the best orchestra leader of the year. What about my singing, man? Oh, do you sing too? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I was this far out west, but let me let me at these rusters. I'm ready for action. You see this sheriff's badge on my chest? Where is it? My badge? No, your chest. Anyway, why are you there, the sheriff? I got the background for it. What did you ever do, partner? Why, I used to be a bombardier and zoom down on the enemy from a height of 10,000 feet, going 500 miles an hour. That's when I was with Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. <laughs> rough Riders? Oh, you're kidding. They didn't even have planes in those days. I know. That's what made it so rough. <laughs> you ain't scare me none, partner. I'm twice as tough as you'll ever be. Why, I was born tough. When I was in kindergarten, I could lick any kid my age. Did you have many fights? Nope. All the kids my age were in high school, hey. Well, Frankie, I never knew you were so brave, hey. There's only one thing that I'm afraid of in this whole world. Only one thing, hey. Oh, what's that, hey? Yeah, girls, hey. Oh, what you said, hey, hey. Yeah, but you hop a little muscle out of here, will you? Oh, you always get rid of me every time you get ready to sing. <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> Every time, every time, every time, sometime I fall in love. I get a shovel around every time. 
Big idea bringing us down here to the barnyards. What kind of a sheriff are you, anyhow? Well, all famous detectives return to the scene and reenact the crime. Gee, this is exciting, Frankie. What do we do now? Well, we'll do just what the rustlers did. We've got a hundred cattle in this corral, see? So open up the gate and we'll see what happens. Gee, that's a good idea. Hey, Gabby, swing the gate open. Frank, look, all the cows are just standing over the ridge. I lose more cows that way. But, Frank, this isn't helping us recover our cows. Now, don't get excited now, girls. All we've got to do now is to look for fingerprints. I don't think it will work. Why not? Cows don't have fingers. Mm. <laughs> oh, Come on, kids. Maybe we'll find some clues on the other side of this fence. Pretty high things, girls. Want me to give you a boost? What are you kids waiting for? I'm already over here. Yeah, but you crawl through a knot hole. <laughs> Respect for the sheriff, will you please? Yeah, you may call yourself a sheriff. As far as I'm concerned, you ain't nothing but a swooner that calls himself Frank Sinatra. Shh, please, Gabby, not so loud. You know who I am, and I know who I am. But don't let it get around. My wife might hear. <laughs> what difference that make? She thinks I'm Barry Como. <laughs> Whoever you are, you ain't no sheriff. Well, you wouldn't be talking like that if you knowed how I could handle a six-shooter, partner. <laughs> you gotta show me. You see that mosquito there on the other side of the corral? Yeah. Well, let's see you shoot him in the eye. Which eye? <laughs> Why, you young whippersnapper. I'll fill you so full of lead, the government will want to melt you down. Why, you ornery maverick. I'll bust you between the horns and knock your jaw back so far you can scratch the back of your neck with your teeth. And no other crooner can make that statement. <laughs> You coyotes can waste the day around here if you want to. But I'm going to get out of here and track down them rustlers in my own way. Well, good luck, Gab. And while you're gone, the writers of the Purple Sage will be singing about there's a rainbow over the rain. Mm-hmm. 
the mystery of them missing cattle, that's all, and right under Sinatra's nose. Why didn't we think of that? That's pretty tall talk in there, bush face. Just what proof you got, though? All the proof you need, I need, even though where them cattle are. The rancher next door rode them over to his ranch, and now they don't even want to come home. Well, how'd he get them there in the first place? Well, I don't think you're going to like the method he used, Sinatra. What was it? He played Crosby Records. <laughs> what a sneaky way to plug Don't Fence Me In. He never puts us in the sky. What are we going to do? There's only one thing to do. You've been doing a lot of talking around here, Sinatra. Now you've got to prove yourself. Are you hinting that i got to sing to see if my voice will lure the cattle back to your ranch? That's it. you got to keep singing till the cows come home. <laughs> What would you like me to sing? The Jersey Bounce? Yeah! No, no. Why don't you sing, I Ain't Got No Body? You're the only one that can sing it and mean it. I got a better idea. How about I didn't know about you?
had a good time Every time I went out Romance was the same I kidded about How could I know about love I didn't know cattle back for us after that singing. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, Pat. I guess I was thinking of something else. You know, today, patriotic Americans are rewriting the etiquette book. Well, it used to be considered fashionable to leave a little food on your plate. Today, it's smart to take only the amount you will eat. For never before has the conservation of all our food supplies been so important. To you, the thrifty housewives of America goes most of the credit for the success of our national food-saving campaign. Mr. Wise Guy, none of the cattle come back. How do you know any of them heard you? Hey, I think there's one out there now. Listen. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> See, I guess you'd know that Frankie was singing to her. Let's not give a few more bars. All or nothing at all. It's that man again. Things put on a little weight, hasn't it? <laughs> hey, Frankie, why don't you put the old zip in it like you were singing for your friend? That's right. There ain't but one cow home. There's 129 others to reckon with. Okay, I'll give it one more try. All or nothing at all. <laughs> there you are, Fuzz Ridge. Every one of your cars are home. What do you say to that? Yeah, but the old ranch will never be the same again. Why not? Ever dad blamed one of them cows as wearing Bobby Sonic. Well, gotta keep singing. And this time, we'll join you. If okay. we may. Empty saddles in the old Oh, 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 oh,
Are you heading for the Alamo? As the temple of war increases, the need for more army nurses becomes more acute. Recently, 11 hospital units had to be shipped overseas without their usual complement of army nurses. Yet in the United States today, there are 58,000 eligible practicing or retired registered nurses. That means more than enough nurses to maintain the high standards of hospitalization our army has provided for our sick and wounded soldiers. If these nurses will enlist in the army nurse corps immediately. Please apply at your local Red Cross chapter or the Army Hospital nearest you. And do it today. Well, Pat, Max Laverne, the Children's Twelve, visiting here in the old H of the Bar Ranch. Tell me, who's going to drop in next week? Well, thank you. We have a reservation from one of the grandest ladies in Hollywood. Wally Beery's sidekick in many a movie, Miss Marjorie Maine. Yes, and I'll steal her right away from that handsome critter. Marjorie Main and Gabby Hayes. That I gotta see. <laughs> well, listen next Sunday, Frank. See y'all next week. Good night, Keith. We'll be with you next Sunday. I'll...
back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.